my friend of 25 years, actor extraordinaire, the GCJ himself, the SSA of champion of the world. This is JP Wool. How you doing, buddy? Ooh wee! I'm doing really good, really, really, really good. Caffeinated, hydrated, all the drink. ready to rock. All the aided's. How are you doing? Fantastic, because today our feature presentation is the James Gunn joint, Guardians of the Galaxy. And we're doing this in preparation for the release of the James Gunn joint, The Suicide Squad. <laughs> Cannot wait. Oh, take take two. I, I, I really hope it's going to be a lot better this time, but I have all oh, the well. faith. It's, it you will. know. James Gunn, our Midwest, our Midwest brethren. Yeah. Yeah. So excited. Oh, God. So excited for this. But before we get into that, what have you been watching, reading, seeing, doing this week? I randomly started watching Desperado because it's on uh, HBO. Desperado. (laughs) Um, When was the last time you saw Desperado? Man, it's been ages. That's, uh, uh, what's his name? Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Rob yeah. Rod. And dude, it's so awesome. It's, it's so fun. fun. We got to do that one at some point too. Cause it's just, you know, uh, Antonio Banderas shooting fools. Like it's his job. I, I love his like uh, bandmates uh, with their, their different guitars that have different wet. One has like a machine gun. The other has a, has a rocket launcher and he does this weird, it's like awesome. half splits to fire it. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> 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 and didn't just like when he's doing the gun thing when he's running on the bar and he's like throwing the bullets with his gun. Yeah. It's like go <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino is in it and he tells that joke about the guy pissing on the bar and it's just God, it's great. It's so good. Um but yeah, other than that, just other just really random stuff, you know, Master Chef reading um the Tarantino book still, that's so much fun. Uh, reading that Reckless comic still. That's a lot of fun. Um, just kind of random stuff. What about you? Well, uh, I went back to the movie theaters for a second time this week and saw the very Ooh. first showing in IMAX of The Black Widow. Ooh, and? I liked it quite a bit. The longer I'm away from it, the more I liked it. Like, I enjoyed it while I was in it. Um, it's kind of comparable to Winter Soldier, where mm. it's a much smaller story. It's not like, mm. you know, galaxy-saving events like like mm. the movie we're about to talk about. But I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. And, again, the longer I'm away from it, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, that was really cool. Like, uh, the new characters. Okay. Florence Pugh is awesome. Yeah. Because I was She's a little great. worried that they might. Because I figured she was going to replace to be, like, the new Black Widow, you know, because mm. obviously she's dead um, in the in the main timeline. But, uh, and yeah, I think that's probably going to happen eventually. But also, she's her own distinct character with her own, like, personality. She has, like, real little sister vibes, which I, mm-hmm. I really like. She was funny, like, her little quips and, like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too, I don't want to spoil anything, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, question. Do you think. And David Harper. Awesome too, so. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's so. Uh, I want a Red Guardian movie so badly now. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, who knows? They probably might, you know, at least throw him in show. somewhere. Give me a yeah. show. Mm. Him and Rachel Vice. Mm. Um, do you show. think? Do you think it was a fitting final film for Black Widow? Yes, uh, I do. Um, cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, 
And there, ah, I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about it once you've seen it. Yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it for rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Sorry. <laughs> um. Well, look. Uh, I could talk about many other things, but I'm kind of itching to get into this. So unless you got I'm anything itching. else, let's do it, man. Let's get into our feature presentation. And now, our feature presentation. Guardians of the Galaxy from 2014 and 92% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, the same score from the audience, directed by James Gunn, starring Chris Pratt as... Star-Lord, Zoe Saldano as Gamora, Dave Batista as Drax the Destroyer, Bradley Cooper voicing Rocket Raccoon, Lee Pace as the villain, Ronan, and Vin Diesel as the voice of Groot. Great cast, and man, I mean, I feel like I wasn't a huge comic book, you know, I don't know a lot about canon, but when this movie came out, I had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy No were. one did. This is None. like... A weird, like even comic book fans, it was just kind of they were they were there and they existed, mm-hmm. but they weren't by any means popular. So this was, I mean, say what you will about like Disney and big studios never taking chances. This was a chance, a like, huge. This chance. is weird, and these and, are not known. Yeah, characters. you're you, you're getting a director who's known for things like Slither and like. Mostly horror movies for the most. Yeah, kind of like schlocky horror. Yeah. Still well done, but pretty Absolutely. like schlocky horror but not movies. A couple hundred million dollar big blockbuster franchises. Like, um, no, for Disney, no less. Yeah, of all things. Yeah. So I mean, this was this was a fucking chance, mm-hmm. and man, James Gunn just knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the park into the parking lot through yeah. the windshield probably of a really nice car just knock the cover off that baseball yeah yeah like benny the jet motherfucking right the jet's <laughs> stealing home <laughs> so we start off with basically like a cold open it's Earth, 1988 we got little baby peter quill little baby star lord mm-hmm. and uh mama quill She's dying of cancer in the hospital. Oof, this yeah. was sad. I know. Really sad. It's funny, because I've seen this movie a million times, but uh, on upon rewatch, uh, I realized every other... I, I hadn't watched this scene probably since the first time I watched it, because every time I watch it, I don't... I fast-forward through it, because it's mm. sad, and I don't like it. Yeah. Not that it's bad. Like, I just... I, I'm not in the mood for, you know, depressing, like, hard. Yeah, it hits me hard. right in the feels. That's yeah, for sure. that's a testament to how well it's done. Not yeah. that there's anything, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But uh, I hadn't seen it in a while, so it felt mm-hmm. almost different. Um, But yeah, she does the whole, she gives him a present and, like, is, is like, open it when I'm gone. And she does the, take my hand, Peter. And he's just a scared kid, you know, and he doesn't. He runs out of the room. And then she dies. And he, he, he takes off outside all distraught and crying. Mm-hmm. And he's immediately abducted. <laughs> yeah, geez, adding insult to injury. <laughs> yeah, right? Talk about My mom just died, and then I'm being abducted by aliens. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then aliens. <laughs> then we get the Marvel opening. All that, all that stuff. 
First shot. Then we get Peter Quill all grown up. He's on Mm -hmm. and he's hunting for something. Mm -hmm. He uh, pops on his Walkman and Come and Get Your Love by Redbone playing. He dances around. Come and get your love. Dare I say, maybe one of the best movie soundtracks of all time. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's so incredible. Good. Awesome, awesome mix volume one. Yeah. I mean, I believe I've read interviews with James Gunn where he's like, I start off with the songs. Like, I already know the songs I'm going to use. Yeah. Like, I mean, it shows that there's a lot of planning and thought put behind them. Yeah. He nails them all. Like, they're all just it so It takes, perfect. yeah. I mean, it takes a great filmmaker to to add music to a movie that really gives you the feels without manipulating it, I think. Yeah. You know, Scorsese's yes. really good at doing that. Tarantino's Matthew Vaughn's really, really good, good at it, too. Matthew Vaughn's really good at doing that. You know, it takes a really great filmmaker. And Absolutely. Because a lot of times you can put music in and it's like, it's like the the Michael Bay thing where he's just like, so he wants you to feel this certain emotion so badly, just beats you yeah. over the head with it. Right. Right. But yeah, this, I mean, this is that, but done well. Yeah, of course. Of course. So he makes his way into this like old ass temple uh, vault. And that's when we, we get Korath, uh, the Cree. He's also was in uh, Captain Marvel. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yep, Jaimon Hansu. Yeah, you know, Gladiator, Amistad, incredible actor. He's the best. Um, and this is our scene read. Yeah, we we'll get it right off the bat. Yes. And I will be Mr. Korath. This is when he Peter has gotten the orb that he's going to to fetch, uh, and they he shows up with the Sakaran guard yeah. in tow. Drop it now. Hey, cool man. No problem. No problem at all. How do you know about this? I don't even know what that is. I'm I'm just a junker, man. I was just checking stuff out. You don't look like a junker. You're wearing Ravager garb. It's just an outfit, man. Ninja Turtle, you better stop poking me. What is your name? My name is Peter Quill, okay? Dude, chill out. Move! Why? Ronan may have questions for you. There's another name you may know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. (laughs) I just, I I wrote this at some point later in the, later in my notes, but James Gunn, like the writing in this, and I got to give credit. There's, um, I forget her name. She wrote another woman, really talented writer, wrote the screenplay with him. They're just really great at juxtaposing really comedic stuff perlman yes nicole perlman yes thank you um they're really it's really great at juxtaposing really heavy stuff or really serious stuff with really light really happy comedic funny yes yes he knows exactly when to like when to tug at those heartstrings and then when to be because it's so difficult i mean i'm obviously not any type of filmmaker at all but i can imagine it's so difficult to to keep that light vibe but there's some like really heavy moments and yeah, they're influenced by music, but it's just, he, he flips back between the tone just so seamlessly Mm -hmm. and it works so well. It's not too much of one or the other in my opinion, at least. Um, I know he's gotten, or sometimes the Marvel movies get a little 
a little flack for oh, sometimes they're a little too jokey in times yeah, when they, yeah. but I don't I don't think that uh, applies to to him. I think he does no. it better than anyone in in the entire the, the universe of movies. I think so too. Yep. He's a master of it. He's so good. Like especially in the second one that like when when him and Yondu are, you know, at the very end and mm-hmm. he's like Yondu's dying. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh we'll have to do that at some point. And the the whole song they play during the after after the funeral and like <laughs> You were young. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Find a girl, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me every time. God, it's so good. So he escapes from them. It's a little shootout, fun little thing. We see his his little mask. His mask is that's oh, the best. It's basically like the nanotech, like mm-hmm. like Tony Stark has in Infinity War, just like mm-hmm. across his face. Uh, he does escape. He gets back to his ship after doing some some cool moves. He's all about like little gadgets. Like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of the Sakaran uh, paper people, as Drax describes them. <laughs> and I believe that's uh, people from Sakar, from Ragnarok. Oh, the planet on in Ragnarok. I think oh Sakaran. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool, nice. I didn't know that. I didn't catch that. I think so. I mean, I I, I would assume. <laughs> I I default to you because you know more about that than me. <laughs> I, I like just he just has all these little gadgets like he has the rocket boosters on his feet like that shoot him out the thing and like he's got when he when there's guys next to his ship he throws this thing down you think it's gonna blow him up but it just sucks him down it's like a gravity it's so well cool yeah <laughs> he's like he's like a Batman he's got his utility belt yeah. full of all of his tricks he's like a goofy Batman yeah and uh, he he flies off after a little bit. I think he gets hit by a geyser, and there's a whole thing. Um, and then we find out Barit was there the whole time because he's mm-hmm. just like womanizer. <laughs> he's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, what happened? Hey, uh, uh, yeah, Marie. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I forgot you were here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh jeez! So then Yandu calls him. Bree gets a little bit of a revenge by answering the FaceTime when mm-hmm. when he doesn't want him to, and he's real mad about Peter stealing the orb before he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a bounty on him, forty k. <laughs> so he 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 sends a bounty out on on Peter. He's he's all mad, kind of. Korath mm-hmm. he returns to Ronan to tell him. Star-Lord has the orb. He sends Gamora, who were introduced to Gamora and Nebula at this mm-hmm. point, the daughters of Thanos, who are who are out on loan from Thanos to help retrieve yeah. this orb. And they clearly don't like each other. There's yes. sibling rivalry, and then there's just pure hatred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of animosity there. Mm-hmm. So Ronan sends Gamora to Xandar to retrieve it, because that's where Peter's going to, to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to Xandar, and we're introduced to Rocket and Groot, and uh, Rocket calls Stanley a uh, pervert. I think he said prevert. Actually, <laughs> he's a the class A, class a pre-vert. prevert. <laughs> oh God, R.I.P. Stanley. I I love just the different um different uh cameos that he has in yeah. all these movies, and this one is. Yeah, really. Well, good. I like that James Gunn in the second one basically leaned into the theory that 
uh, Stan Lee was just the watcher, one of the watchers. Yeah. Because he basically yeah. makes him one because he's talking to the other watchers um, about the things he'd seen mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in one of the little quick scenes. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter tries to sell the orb, but when the guy realizes uh, Ronan's after it, uh, it goes all pear-shaped, and he's like, no, I want no part of that Cree fanatic. Nope, nope. He's he's like, he's going to kill us and yeah. kill me and destroy our planet. Like, I don't want yeah. anything to do with this. Because he's Ronan the Accuser. He's he's basically like the Cree version of Judge Dredd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very Stargate, like, very Stargate yeah. vibes. There were some Stargate vibes in this. That's, yeah. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, So he gets kicked out. Gamora's just sitting there eight, uh, waiting, doing her best Brad Pitt, just eating or hawing from, <laughs> from Fast yeah. just, just munching a, on a snack. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, she attacks him, steals the orb. They fight for a bit. Rockin' and Groot, they get involved because of the bounty. Mm-hmm. It's like three-way melee. That's when the Nova Corps shows up, and they eventually intervene and arrest them all. Hey, look who it is, Star Prince. Yeah, John C. Riley's the best. <laughs> Corman Day. God, so God, he's love so John good. C. Riley so much. Mm-hmm. Me too. And then we meet Nova Prime, who is played by Glenn Close. Also awesome. Prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calls the Cree leader a prick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we get some backstory on all the Guardians as they're like being processed. Because uh, mm. they get taken to the kiln, this like supermax uh, Nova Corps uh, prison, space mm. prison, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're going through. What a bunch of a holes! <laughs> what a what a bunch of a holes! By oh, the so great good. Peter Serafinowitz. He God, he's Cenarian so good Saul. too. He's so yeah. good, so good. And uh, then on there was they're getting into the prison. Rocket offhandly mentions that most of the Norval Corps, they're like good people, but everyone on the that works at the prison, they're all corrupt and bad. So, mm-hmm. so we know it's okay when they murder a bunch of people indiscriminately later. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to feel bad. Nope. Perfect. Nope. All you need mm. to do. <laughs> um, on their way in, Peter gets super emo about his Walkman. One of the guys has stolen it, and he's jamming out. To hooked on a feeling. Uga chaka. Yeah. Uga chaka. And then uh, we get our, our. Uh, he he's immediately deloused after this, like space <laughs> lice. It's a problem. It's and a we, problem. And we get our obligatory, our hero is Jack scene where you see in slow motion him all shirtless and everything, just nice. jacked. Yeah, jacked. super. And it's so funny because he goes from he went from you know doughy doughy guy on Parks and Rec. Yeah. To jacked. I love how they addressed it in Parks and Rec too, uh, mm-hmm. because he was filming this during. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, and uh, I want to say Adam Scott's character is like, "Well, like, how'd you lose all this weight?" And he's like, "Stop drinking beer." And he's like, "How much beer were you drinking?" <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. So good. Mm-hmm. So we also get a little glimpse of Rocket and how like jacked up he is. Mm-hmm. Um, they they all get put in the general pop. The uh, the inmates they don't like the like Gamora at all. Yeah, she's screwed. 
And then I got big, like, Rorschach vibes from Watchmen. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Groot. Yeah. Yeah. Groot with the, Groot nose. With the, the nose, fingers up his nose. And it's just See? like, yeah. all right, listen up, everybody. This yeah. is our booty. Yeah. They do the whole, like, uh, punch the biggest guy in the face first day of prison bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much. And uh, after that, Drax. We meet, and he tries to kill Gamora because he knows who she is, and uh, he's, uh, Ronan's responsible for killing his wife and daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter, he he decides to intervene, and he convinces Drax to not kill her. Why would I put my finger on his throat? Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of that scene is when the little, like, goon that's with him, he's like, you've heard of that, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Drax glares at him. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like your knife. I'm keeping it. That was my favorite knife. <laughs> <laughs> Batista, Batista is, so is, like, the unsung hero of this movie. He is so good. Yeah. I love when he shows up in movies. He seems like a, a decent dude in real life as well, from what mm-hmm. I can g- gather. Yeah. Uh, big fan of his. Mm-hmm. So then Gamora informs Peter and everybody that she has a buyer for this orb. So, like, if they can get out of here and get the orb, uh, their buyer will pay them four billion units. Jeez. Which I always thought they said million but until I watched it with the – Mm-hmm. Uh, subtitles on and i was like oh okay that makes more sense not that yeah, i know four. how much a unit is yeah but i'm just going by dollars i mean yeah 40 billion i mean even when they said four. forty thousand, yeah even when a oh, four sorry even when they said forty thousand for quill's bounty thirty thousand oh yeah forty thousand for that thirty thousand for the leg oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't write any of that down for some reason yeah. <laughs> but they were like wow that's a lot of money and then yeah. you know, Four billion. Like, yeah. Yeah. Blows it out of the water. Mm-hmm. So back to Ronan. He's summoned by Thanos. He's getting dressed down by his little his little minion who is mm-hmm. like the he's like the leader of the Chitari. I don't know if you remember him from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just quickly like snaps his neck <laughs> with his at with his uh, hammer. Yeah. His hand, his magic hammer. Lots of magic. Uh, work tools in these movies. Uh, Thanos is, he's not really mad. He's just more annoyed. <laughs> he's like, you're a petulant child. <laughs> so good. And then basically just calls out Gamora as his favorite daughter yeah, right in front in, of Nebula. <laughs> yeah, right in her face. Yeah, and and we get the uh, a little info on the deal is he gets the orb for Thanos and then Thanos will destroy Xandar for him because mm. he's all mad about this peace treaty. Because now he's he's not really part of the Kree anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like an offshoot of like fanatics that are just all about. Because in the comics, it's like the whole th- the Kree and the and the uh, uh, scrolls are like you know just thousand multiple thousands of year war with one another. Mm-hmm. I think this has something to do with that. I think maybe Xandar brokered a peace treaty with them or something, and he's not wanting to abide by it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I believe. Cool. Yeah. Back to the kiln. Rocket explains his plan for escape, which is great. Uh, he needs uh, one of the guards' armbands, 
uh, a battery that's uh, up in like the rafters and a prosthetic leg. <laughs> it's it's just so, it's so simple and it's so easy, but it's just uh, it makes me laugh every time someone does something like this. Like as he's explaining this and like he gets to the point where and we're going to need to get the battery last. And just like as you see Groot getting the battery as he's talking and like right when he says <laughs> we need to get that last, and he pulls it out. <laughs> you know, it's so simple. It's, it's not clever, but it's just funny. Oh, it's <laughs> so time. good. It works every time. So I guess we can get that first and just improvise. So everyone goes off. Gamora goes to get the armband quilt to the leg. Uh, Groot's getting all shot up by a bunch of drones and, uh, and prison guards and stuff. Drax decides to get involved and uh, gives a rocket a gun, which makes him come a little bit. Oh, yeah. Ugh, check the back of your neck, Groot. <laughs> So he starts firing away. Gamora gets the armband. I love that. Good luck. It's internally wired. I'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. Just rips his arm off. Quill gets the leg. Has to pay a guy 30,000 units. <laughs> you need my what? <laughs> I love the little, the, oh, the repeating thing of, like, Rocket just has some weird obsession fetish for, like, prosthetics. And just like <laughs> fucking with people, yeah, well, yeah. It's prosthetic based, like because he tries to get like an eye and a leg. He's like always trying to get he's something. Like, he wants uh, Winter Soldier's arm in in Infinity War. He steals. He wants the guy's eye later on in the movie. He ends up getting someone's eye uh, in uh, Infinity War that he gives to to Thor. <laughs> Yeah, what's that about? Oh, he has this weird obsession. Fetish. He has a, he has a weird kink. I'm not I'm not here to kink shame yeah, rocket, but yeah, let yeah. your freak flag fly. Fleek, you you know, <laughs> freak flag fly. <laughs> I had to, I had to slow down. Freak flag fly. Thank you. Yeah. So they all make their way to the guard tower with uh, all their items safely stored. And we get, right as they enter, we get our first, like, superhero team pose as the uh, Guardian music plays. Done. So good. Mm-hmm. Rocket starts, like, hacking the computer, doing his thing with all the, the gadgets. And that's when you find out he didn't actually need the leg. He's just messing around. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just fucking chuckling. Yeah. <laughs> what did he look like hopping around? <laughs> oh, so, right- man. The guards, they all surround this guard tower, and uh, right before they break through, they're firing, like, rockets off all over the place. Right before they, they fire the last one to break the glass, uh, Rocket flips off the gravity everywhere except for inside the tower, and everyone's just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> which is great. Oh, man, when when Quill calls... <laughs> When Quill calls Drax a thesaurus, and Drax is just one-liners, and it's so great. Oh, yeah. Do not ever call me a thesaurus. Nothing yeah. goes over my head. I would my catch reflexes it. are too fast. <laughs> his, his people are, are very are extremely literal. They don't understand metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> which comes back later, which is delightful. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so they like fly off in this guard tower. They get all the, the drones that are in control of them. They hook onto it and fly their way over to uh, Peter's ship, the Milano, which is great because it's mm-hmm. named after it Milano. Milano. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they leave, 
uh, they gather all their stuff and equipment that was that was stored, and they find out that or he finds out Peter finds out that the the guy didn't give the walk put the Walkman back. He stole it, so he's like, "Nah, I'm staying. I'm gonna go get it. You guys just like hover outside. I'll be there in a minute." Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, he beats the crap out of a bunch of people and gets his gets his Walkman back. Flies flies out all heroic like, and Drax is super excited, and then realizes what he did. You're an imbecile. <laughs> Just their banter. Their yeah, banter so, and, between the, all of them is so great. After they make their escape, Ronan shows up. Ronan and Gamora, or Gamora, Ronan and Nebula show up at the kiln. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out what's going on because they're, they're too late. And figure, they find out, or they don't actually really find out where they're going, but I love his, as they leave, cleanse it. <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah. Killing everybody. Oh, Ronan. They're all dead. Yeah, Ronan. A lot of people say Ronan was a weak villain. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a really effective villain. I thought so, too. Like, he's one of my favorite ones in the earth. Because they do have a... Li- they, they don't so much anymore, but they've had a villain problem. Where it's just kind of like evil businessman or like, you know, or whatever. It's yeah, like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I mean, up until I mean, Thanos was obviously one of our the best villain. Infinity War was his movie, yeah. mm-hmm. but I, I thought this this was effective. I, I knew what he was doing the entire time. I didn't need a whole lot of backstory. I, I was in on him. I understood his motivations immediately. Um, yeah, exactly. But whatever, I liked him. They, uh, the crew, the good guys. They they head to nowhere. Spelled with a K, which I like, uh, which is just mm-hmm. the head of a dead celestial. <laughs> so good. But, yeah. Because the celestials are like, they're not gods, but they're like these crazy powerful beings that are all throughout the universe. Like um, titans, I think. Almost. Yeah. You kind know, like of, from Greek mythology, like really yeah. huge, powerful beings. Yeah. In, in the comics, they like, ah, I won't even get into it. It's the whole thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> not to just call it a nerd, right? But yeah, they go to to nowhere to meet the collector, who is played by Benicio, and just playing him so fucking weird. He's yeah. so weird. He's yeah. really going going out on a limb and just going for it. I love it. Me too. And I I don't know if they've they're gonna make this connection in the movies, but in the comics, I believe he is brothers with uh the uh gold. Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum's character in Ragnarok. Oh no, shit! Yeah. Oh, two. that's good. That's perfect. Oh wow, that would be so great because yeah. he's a fucking weirdo too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So kind of it tracks, you know. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they, we get some sort of connection there. I bet we will because they're both oh, alive. Be I believe. That would be great. So Peter and Gamora, they have a little moment. I fooled around and fell in love. A great hero named Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Who, who, who put sticks up their butts? That's <laughs> cruel. <laughs> I'm not one of your starry-eyed waifs who will succumb to your pelvic sorcery. <laughs> pelvic sorcery is such a great line. Oh, it was I think I I think I <laughs> like so capitalized that and underlined it three times. Yep. I, sure I didn't did. even have to write that one down. I just remembered it. Yeah, pelvic <laughs> I sorcery. I was like, no, no reason to waste ink on this one. <laughs> so they have their moment, whatever. Uh, Drax and Rocket, they get drunk and try to murder each other. 
and Rocket hit me right in the field. I man. know that was such that was so good. It's like, thinks I'm just some stupid thing. <laughs> you think I want to just me. be torn apart yeah, and put, put back, back together, together again? <laughs> Bradley Cooper, man, so he's great. Good. Yeah, really. She great. called me vermin. He called me rodent. <laughs> <laughs> and Thor calls him rabbit. <laughs> yeah, rabbit. <laughs> the rabbit is correct. <laughs> Uh, so Peter jumps in at the last second and appeals to his greed by uh, telling him to just keep it together for one more lousy night and he's rich. Mm -hmm. So he, he acquiesces. He's like, fine, fine. They finally meet the collector, Benicio, in all his glory. And uh, he looks like something out of like uh, like the labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just like with intense. the white hair and yeah. lots of makeup and just yeah. very weird and yeah but but Benicio is great at just playing weird characters yeah definitely so peter and gamora they're, they're talking with the collector and during this drax decides to make a collect call to ronin because he just wants to kill him so he wants him there to fight him yeah, Drax, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, bad job. Bad form. Bad job bad by form. you, Drax, a destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the Collector, not a good guy. He he gives a lot of exposition on Infinity Stones, and that's mm -hmm. what's actually inside of the orb is the Power Stone. Mm-hmm. One of the six Infinity Stones. Um, and he explains, like, there in the universe was born, there were six singularities, and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, then, as he's doing this, Karina, one of his, like, basically his slave, um, yeah. uh, servant lady, uh, grabs one of the stones. And, I will no longer be your slave! And just explodes. <laughs> just big mistake. Yeah. I mean, she knew what she was doing. She was just, yeah. like, she just wanted out because her existence yeah. was so miserable, which is yeah. like, super dark. Yeah, really fucked up. Yeah, so big explosion. Uh, Gamora's like, uh, this is fucked up. We need to, like, we can't sell this to, to anybody. We got to take this to the Nova Corps and let them, like, put it in their vault and contain it. Because the Nova yeah. Corps is, like, kind of like the space police, basically. Um, God, I hope we get Richard Ryder soon. I want to get Nova's the best. Um, mm -hmm. They apparently mm -hmm. talked about putting him into this, but... I think we will because, like, there's this thing called the Nova Force that all, like, the Nova Corps members have that they have, like, it, like, grants them a little bit of power, but then Xandar gets wiped out, which happens in Infinity War off screen. But uh, I'm hoping that we'll get him, like, coming from the Ash. If that happens in the Annihilation Wave with Annihilus and that whole run, which is great. I highly recommend that. Uh, but he's, like, the last member of the Nova Corps, so he has the entirety of the Nova Force, which is, like, this huge power when it's just in one person. Whoa, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Richard Ryder's great. Um, there's a couple iterations of uh, of Nova, but I hopefully we get that one. He's the first one, I believe, in the mm. comics, and then it eventually goes to this other kid, which is also a good good run, but uh, I'd like to see some Richard Ryder first. And they mm. thought about putting him in, but they couldn't. I've heard James going to talk about it. just couldn't make it work. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully we get him sometime soon. Mm. I'd love a Nova movie. And that's perfect that after Xandar's wiped out, and you can just go right there, just have him emerge from the wreckage as the only one alive, and and go tell a story about Nova. There you go. So, 
that's her plan. But uh, Ronan shows up along with Yondu at the same time. So they're all kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nebula chases after Gamora in this little pod. And uh, Drax fights Ronan. And Drax just gets his ass beat. <laughs> just ass yeah. beat. Like, can't can't hold a candle to It's kind of a bummer because, like, Drax is way uh, nerfed in this. Because, like, in yeah. the comics, Drax was created uh, to kill Thanos. Like, that's his only thing. Like, one of his – he's super strong, and one of his powers is always knowing where Thanos is because he was created just to kill him so he can always find him. Oh, <laughs> He actually kills cool. him in the, in the Annihilation uh, run. He's st- he punches through his back and kills him all the way through. <laughs> it's awesome. Whoa. Annihilation, it was, like, happening during, like, Civil War, so you're not getting a lot of, like, the Earth heroes. So it's all oh, this yeah. weird shit, and it's really great. Nice. I got to check that out. Yeah, because Annihilus is from, like, the negative zone, and he has his, like, Annihilation wave, which is just, like, a bunch of killer bugs. There's, like, billions of them, and he's just, like, mowing through the galaxy, like, overtaking everybody, and, like, no one can stop him. It's great. Whoa. Nice. So good. But yeah, uh, he gets his shit kicked out of him <laughs> and uh, thrown into some like fluorescent goo. <laughs> yeah, that yellow just yeah, disgusting. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Nebula is chasing after Gamora. She, she blows her up, blows up her pod, and mm. uh, gets the orb. Peter does his hero thing, goes out to save her which is a great scene. This is like what we were talking about. It just like all of a sudden gets real serious with the mm-hmm. music and the way they shoot it and everything. And I believe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this scene, James Gunn said that, I think this is what he said, that the first space scene they shot, they did it underwater to get like the hair doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, that that looks, like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, but we'll never, we didn't do it again because it was so difficult like, it, it, all the bubbles on their face had to be, like, removed. So it was just easier to do it with CGI, with to CGI the hair than to CGI out all the other stuff. Um, I thought that was an interesting little factoid. Yeah. Huh. So before he goes out to save her, he tells Yondu where they are. Um, and he, he flies out to her, gives her his little space mask. And uh, Yondu shows up at the last second and tractor beams them both in. So they live. But yeah. they're captured. Yeah, Quill Quill may be a dummy a lot of the time, but mm. sometimes he's really smart. Yeah. In the comics he's he's much more of like a badass. Like he's not mm. as much of like a dipshit. He's like yeah. he's a much cooler guy. He's like he's like the cool guy that Peter thinks he is, but he actually is. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I wonder I His wonder dad if... is not ego either. Yeah. It's I Jason wonder... from the leader of the Spartax Empire. <laughs> oh, shit. Which is another empire like the Kree or Scrolls or Badoon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if they kind of cater. I mean, he, he already wrote it before when Pratt auditioned. But I wonder if he, like, tweaked anything at all because of Pratt kind of plays that kind of lovable doofus. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, that, that yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it works so much better with all these weird people. So, I mean, that's a good change. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they get captured. Groot saves Drax. Um, gives him, like, an emergency tracheotomy. <laughs> <It was> disgusting. <laughs> Those goo comes out of him. And uh, 
Roger, Rob, Rocket gives Drax a, a real uh, tough love speech. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo, my wife and child are dead. <laughs> yeah, and Groot's like, Groot. <laughs> so go, come on. I don't care. We all got dead people. <laughs> That was a good rocket. Yeah. Was good. <laughs> yeah. I like that scene, though. Because he's yeah. right. It's like, it doesn't give him an excuse to get the rest of us dead. Mm-hmm. True. So good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they go to say the they decide to go save uh, Peter and Gamora. And we get back to Ronan. And he takes the stone. He decides he's going to take the stone for himself. He just takes taunts. Taunts uh, Thanos over FaceTime. Call me, boy! <laughs> Thanos, I'm coming for you. I am coming for you. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, takes the stone and jams it into his little his hammer thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he's super powerful. He's like, I don't need you. I'll go destroy Xandar myself, and then I'll fuck mm-hmm. your ass up, bruh. Mm-hmm. Bruh? Come at me, bruh. Bruh. So Nebula, she's like, yeah, I'm on board. I'd destroy a thousand Xandars uh, to kill Thanos. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fuck that guy. Look what he did to me. <laughs> Is essentially what she says. Pretty much. Back on board the Ravager ship, Peter convinces Yondu to help them. He's like, oh, yeah, they're, him and Gamora are like, it's like they're going to kill billions of people. Like, we got to do something. <laughs> I, love, I love the, like, when we pick you up on Terran, boy. Everyone else wanted to eat you. I stopped him. He's like, nobody wants to eat me. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like no one should have to be thankful for, or like, not, people don't eat other people. No one should have to, have to be worried about that, let alone be thankful for someone stopping him. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Quill's, Quill's great at talking, talking his way out of shit. Yeah. And I, I love this because... He's like, if you kill me, like, you'll be foregoing, like, the biggest score you've ever had. And Yondu has his back to him with the little air, the whistle arrow up to his neck. And, like, you see him smile. And it's not like a smile of, like, I'm about to go get rich. It's like I was waiting for him to yeah. say something that then I can convince the rest of the crew to be on board with. Like, it was like, good job, bro. Cause, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he... <laughs> I may not have been your dad or your father, but (laughs) he may not have been your father, but he definitely wasn't your daddy. Yeah. Oh, man. man. That was great. Yeah. And you even see that early in this movie, you know, before that second one. Like, it's fun to go back and watch little things like that because he is Mm -hmm. he's saying what he needs to to get the crew off his back to not mutiny, which eventually happens in the next one. But he's doing, you know, he's doing everything he can. Mm-hmm. In a weird, in a weird, fucked up way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like some weird kind of reverse psychology, yeah. toxic Dude, masculinity. Just, shit. I just love that he was waiting for Quill to, yeah, to talk his way out because he knew if he gave him enough rope, he'd he'd uh, he'd figure it out and he'd get mm-hmm. there. He'd trust him yep. to get there to get him out of it because he didn't yeah. want to actually kill him. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so they're on board. Um, Rocket and Groot then, er, Rocket and Drax then show up and, with the Hadron Enforcer, and they're gonna go. They threaten to blow it up, but uh, no, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible plan. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they all, they're all on board the Ravager main ship, and uh, they they come up with a plan. Um, Peter calls them all losers. <laughs> <laughs> 
and eventually he gives a great 12% speech and everyone rallies behind him and they're all on board. And we get a nice like suit up kind of yeah, montage. Yeah, gear up plan explanation to the tuna of Cherry Bomb by the Runaways. Cherry Bomb! Hello, Daddy! Hello, Mom! I'm your Cherry Bomb! And then the slow-mo walk down the hallway. It's so cool, you know? It's so good. God, these... the the. When it's yeah, when it's juxtaposed with this like levity, these serious moments I think carry more weight. They hit so much heavier, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's so great. It's I got. I love James Gunn. Me too. So they all their their plan is to like attack the Ravager ship, and Peter's gonna send a message to the Nova Corps so that they'll hopefully like be warned and know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the the goal the plan is for. Peter, Drax, and Groot in one ship, and Yondu in another. To uh, the, all the other Ravagers will blow a hole in it, and those two, will, oh, those two ships will fly in, and they'll uh, they'll get to Ronan and hit him with the Hadron Enforcer. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the plan. Yep. And they have to do this before he reaches the surface, because once he reaches the surface, as we saw with the Celestial that had the Power Stone, it just like wipes it. Oh, I can't remember his name. Also, apparently, Celestials are nerfed in this, too, because they wouldn't ever even need... They're so powerful, they wouldn't even need Infinity Stones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so, the Ravager ships, they move in, and uh, the Nova Corps gets the message from, from Quill. And I love I love John C. Riley. He sends it to Day, uh, Cormac Day, and he's like, uh, do you believe him? He, he, says, he says he's an asshole. Or, yeah, an a-hole, but not 100% a dick. Do you believe him? <laughs> well, I don't think anyone's 100% a dick, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down, too. Okay. <laughs> I love John C. Riley. He's the best. And the Ravagers attack Ronan's ship, the Black Aster. Also great name. Mm-hmm. Blow a hole in the side. Uh, Yondu and, and uh, Quill, each, they're on their own ships. Yondu gets shot down on the way there. Um and Quill's about to be, they're about to be overrun. And that's when the Nova Corps shows up. They got my dick message! <laughs> <laughs> so good. God, oh, and this air God. battle, this air battle is really yeah. great. Because I think this came, I remember this, I th- I'm pretty sure this came out before the first Star Wars, before Force Awakens. And I remember remember hearing about Force Awakens coming out. And I was like, man, if they can make space battles you know, like aerial battles look this yeah. good. Star Wars is going to look great. Yeah, and Rogue yeah. One still actually probably, in my opinion, anyways, has the best space battle of all time. Even even yeah. better than Jedi. Yeah, which does locks. I love the Jedi battle or Return yeah. of the Jedi battle. Mm-hmm. So Nova Corps shows up. Um, Quill, Gamora, Groot, and Drax. Uh, they make their way onto the Black Aster. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love. <laughs> Right when they they land, Gamora just turns like in like the most like little kiddish type voice. We're just like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Kevin Bacon plays so, a random role like in the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's just this like cr- great yeah. hero. And just 
Gamora's just so hardcore all the time to just see her just like every so often they slip in a line where she's just like uh, like wide eyed and like innocent <laughs> like that it's so good like I want to be part of it too guys yeah she just like drops the drops the gruff facade and <laughs> <she's> like, huh <laughs> so mm-hmm. the Nova ships they all like link up into some weird little uh shield thing that like holds the black aster from reaching the surface. Mm-hmm. Um was Tyler Perry one of the pilots? <laughs> I think I don't was. think so. I don't I think that so. was Tyler Perry. They only showed him for a second, but I thought it was him. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, uh Drax uh calls Gamora a uh, green whore then Bazooka's <laughs> nebula. <laughs> for for talking bad about Gamora. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All my friends that way. And this green whore. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> this dumb tree and this green whore. <laughs> so, Gamora and Nebula, they fight for a bit. Uh, Ronan changes his tactics and he gets all the Necrocraft to just start like suicide dive bombing into the city. Mm hmm. So the Ravagers, they they they're like, hey, <laughs> like when he rockets, like, don't stay up there. We'll we'll hold them off, Saul. And he's like, I'm taking orders from a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> so then the rest of them keep making their way through the ship. Uh, Korath and and uh, and uh, uh, what's Drax? Start mm-hmm. fighting. They like run into each or no, no, no. First, Korath, uh, <laughs> they, when Korath shows up, it's like Star Lord, finally, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and then Drax and Korath fight, mm. and, and Drax uses this great finger to the throat means yeah. death <laughs> as he rips the like mechanical shit out of his head. Metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Then, then Groot murders a bunch of Sakarans with this like childlike glee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy shit! And, and 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 Drax is going, yeah, yeah. He's smiling. Yeah. He's really into it. <laughs> yeah, and Cole's kind of like, ooh. <laughs> I, oh, I mean, oh, yeah, but like oof, that was a weird reaction. <laughs> so they make their way through all these Sakaran soldiers, and uh, they get to Ronan. And they hit him with the Hadron Enforcer. They think they killed him. Nope, he's fine. <laughs> yep. He grabs, grabs Drax. He's about to kill him. It's when Rocket just comes in, guns blaze, and right, crashes right into him. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone's all like kind of down and dazed. And the Black Aster's messed up. It's about to crash into Xandar. Mm-hmm. And that's when Groot wraps everyone in this like giant twig bubble and uh yeah this like barrier or yeah, something like, yeah but sacrifices himself so that when they crash they'll all be okay but it'll kill him and it, it's just this little bubble full of space lightning bugs <laughs> yeah yeah and then, but don't do it you'll yeah. kill yourself you'll die yeah and rock is just like crying because that's the only person he like loves because they're buddies are... yeah Yep. Then boom, big crash mm-hmm. right in the middle of the city. Everyone's down again. Ronan mm-hmm. emerges from the wreckage. 
He gives his big villain speech. Where we get the title of the makers of pre-justice and your guardians of the galaxy. galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) Someday things are going to get undone. Someday. That's right. (laughs) Child plays by the five stair steps or whatever the fuck they're called. And Peter decides to challenge Ronan to a dance off. Of course. (laughs) Yep. He's just, I love his just like contempt and confusion at what's going on. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) That first one too, it was just so subtle. And he was like, what are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) And then he starts getting like, I'm distracting you, you dumb pear blossom. (laughs) Drax hits his his little hammer with the Hadron Enforcer with the help of Rocket. And uh, it dislodges the power stone. Then we get this great slow motion dive of Peter and and uh, Ronan going for the for the stone. Peter mm-hmm. grabs it and just immediately gets to be start to be torn apart. Mm-hmm. And one by one, each guardian grabs him. Kamora yells, "Peter, take my hand!" And you get Ugh. flashes of his mom. Take my hand, Peter. Ugh, right in the field. So, I know it's so good. It's so over the top, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. And then Drax grabs Gamora. And then Rocket's tiny little hand grabs Drax's finger. And then I like that they're all being, like, torn apart. And then once Rocket grabs it, they all kind of, like, stoically, like, stand up. Because then mm-hmm. they can take it. Because mm-hmm. it's enough. You are mortal. How? <laughs> you said Save it yourself, yourself bitch. bitch. The Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Blast Ronan with the power stone. Big dead. Bye, bye bitch. Bye, bitch. Slams it back in the orb. All the blue nonsense goes away. Mm-hmm. The blue tornado. Then mm-hmm. Yondu shows up. And he's like, nah, we're taking this from you. Sorry, Petey. Mm-hmm. But luckily, he, Peter Quill, he's he's ready for this. He, he switched out the power stone with a troll doll. <laughs> Of course. And I like that because Yondu loves those. So he, he still gave him something he knew he'd like. It's not what he <laughs> was expected, thought. Even though yeah. it seems like he knew when later on he opens it up. Because he has that like knowing like smile. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of course. Like You got good, me. He's a good, uh, good move, kid. Yeah. Like I, he, he doesn't, he's not mad. Like, yeah. He, it's like he appreciated what he gave him. Like, ah, that's, that's good. <laughs> he loves tchotchkes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he has that whole thing with the uh, the guy that Peter was initially trying to sell the orb to. Boobity boobity, homily hoobly And he's looking at some of the little figurines and stuff because he's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he has them all like on his console of his like mm-hmm. flight, flight chair and everything. It's great. So, uh, and as they're flying away, Yondu and Craglin, who's James Gunn's brother, of course. Sean, Dragon yeah, Sons. yeah, Sean Gunn, and uh, yeah, probably best we didn't drop him off with his dad like we were supposed to. Yeah, that guy was a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Roker, yeah, always playing, always playing a crotchety, crotchety fucker. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get to the Nova Corps and we're getting all the accolades and everything. They tell Peter he's only half Terran. Uh, 
The other half is something very ancient that they they don't know about. Like that's probably why he was able to hold the Infinity Stone as long as he would. So mm-hmm. a, little, a little setup for for Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Um. Then they uh they get they get ready to leave. Uh, John C. Riley has a little gift. He fixed up the Milano for Peter Quill. Mm-hmm. Wiped all their their criminal records away, which is nice. So nice of them. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, Day. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. Who's now Denarian Day? Who Denarian Saul? I guess Denarian is a is a title or something. But Saul died, so now he took that over. I didn't notice that until this one. Oh, uh, I didn't know that either. Core, apparently. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Peter gets on the ship and he eventually opens. His mom had given him a gift that she said to open after she died, and he never opened it after like thirty years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he finally opens it. It's Awesome Mix, Volume 2. Ain't no mountain high enough. God, I remember when I saw this in the theater, I got, yeah, I got a little misty. I know. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? A little of both. A little bit of, how about a bit of both? (laughs) Then, Jackson 5, I want you back. I want you back. (laughs) <laughs> credits uh, and oh, then the po- post yeah. credits mm-hmm. it's just Benicio the collector licking his wounds in his blown up collection air room and uh, Cosmo the space dog comes over and licks him a bit and mm-hmm. Howard the duck just chills <laughs> <laughs> oh god so good then real credits then the real credits God, this movie is so good. It's just this. I mean, I loved all the other Marvel movies. I want you back. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, baby. Oh, baby, give me one more chance. Show you that I love you. Oh, yeah, please let me back to your heart. Sorry. I want guys. you back. Sorry. <laughs> this, I think, okay, so I had seen, I don't, I can't. So I we've we got a, a few of the Marvel movies before this one came out. Probably mm. a good amount of them. But when I saw this one, it kind of blew the whole thing open for me, I think. Yeah. I just thought it was just so unique and I love Avengers and I love Iron Man. Um but this one I feel like really broke it open for me. I, I had just a, loved it. I had a similar feeling but it uh like I had watched the movies. It wasn't this one, the one that did that for me was Ragnarok. That's when I was like Oh, I need to go like see the things I'd miss because I'd only I'd watch yeah. like the Iron Man's and the Captain Americas, but I that was about it. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd seen this as well, but then once I saw Ragnarok, I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. So I yeah, it, it did sure. the same thing, just a different movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I see, I, I understand that feeling. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Really well, good. That's all I got on Guardians. Why don't you uh, hit us with some trivia? Ooh, buddy, there is so much trivia. Oh, boy. Uh, So go on IMDb Trivia if you want to read a lot. There is a lot. um, A plethora, as as you may say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When Dave Bautista found out he got the role of Drax the Destroyer, he broke down in tears, overjoyed at getting a Marvel comic book role. He prepared for the role with an acting coach. Nice. Well, give that guy a raise. He's great. Yeah. 
Vin Diesel recorded all his lines in several different languages, including <laughs> Russian, Mandarin, Spanish, Portuguese, and French, so that they could use his voice in the film around <laughs> the world. I love the... There's just no reason for that to be anyone you know. Yeah. yeah. But that makes it even better. It's just like, dude, he... like. Hey, you got to say three words the whole movie, but you got to say it different ways, but three words, and we're going to pay you a boatload of cash. It's such a good choice, too, because, like, you can't, if you didn't know that was Vin Diesel, like, there's hardly any part of it where it's like that sounds like him. Yeah. But, like, you know, he's going to give it, like, his all because oh, he's sure. an egomaniac to be like, yeah, like, this is, like, a big deal, even though yeah. he's saying three words throughout. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, you know, he's. For as all of the not ridiculous like movies, I, I, yeah, no, the, me too. Egomaniac is not necessarily a, an insult. Yeah, because even though he d- does these ridiculous movies, the Fast movie, Blood Rain, or whatever, Bloodshot, Blood, yeah, I think that was he, it. When he wants to, he's actually a really good actor. Yep, check There's out a Saving Private why, Ryan, guys. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. Um, you know, he did this really great short Blood film. That kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What was um, a short film he did? A short film he did where he's, you know, because he's very racially ambiguous and he kind of plays on that in this short film and he's like going from one audition playing, playing a black dude and then he's going to another audition playing like, you know, a Hispanic guy or a Latin guy. It's really interesting seeing the juxtaposition. Oh, nice. I forget what it's called, but I believe it's on YouTube and I think that's kind of what got him, you know, popularity and people looking oh, nice. at it because he wrote it himself and he acted in it it's it's really interesting rocky-esque yeah exactly exactly um okay let's see here what do i got oh chris pratt apparently stole his star lord costume from the set for the sole purpose of having it available so he could show up in costume to visit sick children in the hospital oh Oh, nice. so nice that's actually really cool yeah <laughs> holy shit it's a lot more crap thing. than i think he should get yeah, for sure. At least on the internet. But yeah. Um... Yeah. Um, let's see here. According to Vin Diesel, his performance as Groot helped him through a dark time in his life. He oh. was dealing with the loss of his best friend and Fast and Furious co-star Paul Walker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was the first time I came back to dealing with human beings after dealing with death. So playing a character who celebrates life in the way Groot does was yeah. very nice. That's great. Yeah. Like um. This is good. Bradley Cooper told Howard Stern that he was paid more for voicing Rocket in this movie than for starring in Silver Linings Playbook and The Hangover <laughs> combined. That's why I've been telling you to get into VO work, man. Dude, <laughs> the best tell me job about of all it. time. I wish I could do voices like you can because that would be all I'd want to do. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I need that. It's so much fun. Um, Oh, this is great. James Gunn would keep a pile of little Play-Doh containers on set. If someone did an especially amazing job that day, whether it was an actor, a grip, a stuntman, or a personal assistant, he or she would get a canister of Play-Doh. Gunn, Gunn says he gave out 40 containers over the entire shoot on an 85-day shoot with a crew of 200. I love the smell of Play-Doh. Opening a new container and smelling it puts me in a creative childlike place. And who doesn't love playing with Play-Doh? That's that's true. I get the same I like the same smell mm. with uh opening a thing of tennis balls. <laughs> yeah, that like rubber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the best. Um, let me see here. Oh, at around an hour and 19 minutes, James Gunn's brother Sean Gunn, who did the on-set acting for Rocket 
improvised the line, a bunch of jackasses standing around in a circle. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. He's. I love that th- he wasn't supposed to... Hey! He wasn't supposed to be the stand-in. Like, they had, like, a, a little person that was supposed to do it. Uh-huh. But for some reason, it just didn't work with what they were yeah. trying to do. And then it's just him, like... Have you seen some of the behind-the-scenes stuff? It's just him in this, like, full, like body leotard just like crouched yeah. down like walking like, and they give like him like to... all the actors in the movie give him gave, i remember i read it somewhere that they gave him a lot of credit they're like he's such a great actor and he mm. did this stuff that's what gave us our you know fuel to give us these great performances because yeah. we were given this great performance well yeah otherwise you're just talking i mean there is some uh, again behind the scenes stuff of uh this also is testament to but Dave Bautista and like his actual acting prowess. Mm-hmm. He's one of the scenes in the prison. He's talking to Groot and Rocket. There's nobody there. Yeah. And he's going back and forth. And I mean, you in the final edition, you, you can't tell at yeah. all. Like, I mean, that's that. I, I'm no actor, so I, I don't know. But I can only surmise that that's incredibly difficult when you're. I mean, acting's got to be hard enough as it is, let alone when you're acting with nobody. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine. I've you know, yeah. Because you have I no one imagine. to play off of? Like, yeah. I, I, it's crazy. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Like acting against a tennis ball or whatever. Yeah, essentially <laughs> what he's doing. Yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper cited Joe, Pave- Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas as an influence on Rocket Raccoon's voice. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Because it's a little gravelly kind of like, mm-hmm. nah. <laughs> <laughs> Cameo. By Nathan Fillion, the blue mm-hmm. alien group picks up by the nostrils in the kiln. Oh, I there's like this weird Nathan Fillion subplot that they like tried to put in of like he was some like like Star Lord type actor that they were gonna put like all these movie posters like in the background or like something like oh, that. Oh, like I they didn't keep know that. trying to put Nathan Fillion in these movies and it keeps getting cut out because it just doesn't work. <laughs> they keep trying so hard. I love that. Oh, because because Nathan Fillion is the best. He is that our thick boy, A little thick boy. <laughs> Nathan, love Fillion. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> um, Joel. Uh, so a lot of people auditioned and screen tested for the role of Peter Quill. Some of those include Glenn Howerton, yeah, boy Dennis from Dennis. I know. Yeah, he was apparently like one of the final choices too. Like he almost. I think had it was it. down to was Dennis like him and, and Chris yeah. Pratt. And like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Glenn Howerton, and Chris Pratt. Yeah, I don't, I believe, and again, if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I believe James Gunn didn't want Chris Pratt to uh, to begin with. He didn't think he was right. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, I mean, maybe before he, I think before he like uh, auditioned and then he Mm. obviously, he wasn't like forced, it wasn't forced on him. I think he didn't, but I think he did want Glenn Howerton over him until he saw him audition and it was like okay yeah you're strong yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, yeah he wasn't forced to be by any means but because i think glenn howerton like you know he even screen tested in the outfit and yeah yeah he was one of the last ones for sure yeah i mean if chris pratt had well, done it heard, i, I think glenn howerton would have done a really great job i do too I, like he's a good actor he's like a juilliard trained actor yeah he's a classically trained juilliard yeah, you know, actor and he's really it, funny and you don't think about it because of his sunny character but i mean mm. he's great as that yeah of course um adam sandler david Tennant, charlotte copley 
Jim Carrey, and H. John Benjamin were considered to voice Rocket Raccoon. Oh, H. I love me some H. Uh, John Benjamin. He would have been perfect, too. Oh, he would have been fantastic. I love him. Although it's really hard for me to see him as anything other than Archer. Like, yeah. I know Bob's Burgers is great, but I can't. I just can't get past it. So I'm like, that's yeah. Sterling Archer. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, Olivia. <Anna! laughs> um, Olivia Wilde turned down the role of Gamora. You fool! Yeah, seriously. Why? Zoe Saldana, like, quiet. She's almost like the Michael Bean of our era because she's yeah. been in some of the biggest movies of all time she was in yeah. avatar she was in i mean all the avengers movies like it's fucking crazy she's great yeah she's awesome i love her mm-hmm. um I mean, Jason... she, i'm glad they went that i'm glad that she turned that down because i can't see anyone other than zoe saldana playing that she's so good uh jason momoa auditioned for the role of D- drax to the destroyer that would have been good too but yeah i mean it would have been completely Batista. different yeah, but yeah, I don't think he has the comedic chop. Well, he's—I think he could, but yeah, I think I mean Batiste is just the best. God, he's so good. Um, and Seth Green voiced Howard the Duck in the post yeah. credit scene. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, and that is it for my trivia. That's some good trivia. Yeah, buddy, I love it. Well, after the trivia, why don't you, uh, you know, hit us where you can find us. You can find us at www.actionmoviebookclub.com. You can find us on Twitter at ActionMovieBC or on Instagram and Facebook at ActionMovieBookClub. Hit us up on there if you have any questions, any comments, any concerns, things you'd like us to discuss, movies you'd like us to discuss, um, any merch ideas you'd like um what movie are we watching next week by the way you mind if i pull an audible here i just do it feeling do it we were gonna do a john woo movie and we will but i want to do a bong movie of which one bong i want to do snowpiercer oh i I was like a bong movie like smoking bongs yeah Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. <laughs> oh, love that movie. But no, that? let's do Snowpiercer. That love sounds it, awesome. I love that movie. God, I haven't seen I that movie since it came it out. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm oh, down. Sorry, that just hit me all of a sudden. I... No, all good. All, all right. good. Great, great one. Well, that's next week. Yeah. Um, um, anything else? Well, that's all I got. So for Hans and JP, why don't you take us out? Happy trails, Hans. Yeah.